Not everything spiritual you hear can be trusted. Today on Rooted Daily, we're seeing how John tells us we can tell the difference between truth and fiction. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and you know, our culture, and I think I agree with it, values having an open mind. When you get new information, you should be prepared to adapt to it. But in 1 John chapter 4, John says there's a balance to be had with that. You know, on one side of the balance, we should be open-minded. We, we should open up the Bible, ready to have our minds and hearts changed. But in this chapter, John says there's another side of the balance. He, he moderates that and he says, don't be too quick to change your mind. Be open-minded, but be careful who you open it to. If someone comes to you waving a Bible and saying you have it all wrong, if someone comes to you with the guise of spirituality, don't trust too quickly. If you hear something and it doesn't sound like something you've heard before, be careful. John says he's reminding them of things they already heard and knew and warning them not to lose sight of those things they heard from the beginning, meaning the beginning of their faith in Jesus Christ. So what should you do if you hear something that contradicts what you already believe to be true about your faith? Let's read what John wrote in 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore they speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. So we see this balance, right? The Bible calls us to have open minds, open hearts, but here John warns us to be careful when doing that. And maybe you can think of a time when uh, someone has come to you under the guise of spirituality. They're talking about spiritual things is what I mean, but they, they shouldn't really be trusted. You shouldn't be too open-minded with them because if you were, you're gonna get sucked down into a, a rabbit hole. And I think a dramatic example of that is violent religious extremism leads people to hurt or kill while claiming authority from God. Acts of terrorism fit into that description. People follow false prophets or false doctrine and the results are disastrous. Um, in 1838, a man named Joseph Smith claimed to find tablets in a cave, but he couldn't read them. He claimed an angel gave him special glasses to understand the foreign language, which according to his Book of Mormon, is the true story of God's word. He believed the Bible was corrupted and insufficient, and so he placed himself above the scriptures, literally rewriting 
the Bible. And today, nearly 15 million people follow his errors. And they come to your house calling themselves the Church of Jesus Christ and holding books purposely designed to look like your Bible. And outside of the Mormons, there are plenty of people who say that the Bible is insufficient. And they don't make a, a whole false religion out of it, but they do add in exceptions. They rewrite it to fit their liking. So John tells us, do not believe every spirit because some spirits are liars. Some manifest in semi-automatic weapons, others in a smiling man in a white shirt and a tie on a bicycle. But every false spirit leads to death, either in the pull of a trigger or the slow decay of bad doctrine. Do not believe every spirit. There is a spirit behind every religious message. John tells us it's either from God or from the opposition, Antichrist. Who should we believe? And it's important what we believe and how it forms what we worship and what we worship forms who we become. So John tells us not to believe every spirit. But the problem is so many sound so good. For example, every religion is a valid path to God. You know, someone from um, our congregation sent me a, a link the other day and I have trouble trusting the pool they surveyed, but it said 70% of self-professing Christians believe that there are many paths to God. And we're tempted to believe that because we don't have to preach about the need to come to Christ. We, we see people as generally good, doing their best, and so our mouth stays shut, thinking they'll be fine in the end. But to keep our mouths shut and watch people follow a false spirit is to watch them die without Christ. It's like refusing oxygen to a, a diver in the depths of the sea or denying medicine to a sick child. No one is fine without Christ. He's the only savior. Another example, a prosperity gospel. God wants his children to be healthy, wealthy, and happy. And we're tempted to believe that. Why? Because we all want prosperity. Isn't a life of prosperity what we all want? Now, everyone probably denies the prosperity gospel as right doctrine, or a lot of people do. Even Joel Osteen fundamentally does. But do we functionally live as if it's true? In other words, are you saying God is not some magical ATM dispensing healthy hearts and larger paychecks and buckets of smiles, yet living as if he does? And when things go wrong, do you grow anxious and frustrated and angry, accusing God of not being good? It's not that God doesn't want good things for us. He does. The Bible says it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But what God defines as good is himself. Everything else just gets in the way. You know, we eat false spirits like candy. They taste good, but we have to be careful. Jesus warned us in Matthew 7, 15, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You know, we must always compare the version of the good life the false spirits offer with the glorious life Jesus offers. The candy coating makes it go down easy, but it's poison inside. But this passage in 1 John 4, it's not only about believing false spirits, it's also about believing the true spirit. The true spirit's God, the Holy Spirit. And in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, then Paul writes to tell us there is such a thing as truth and error, and that we can tell the difference. Truth is not relative. Truth is not based on what you feel. It's based on what God says. 
If you just follow uh, your feelings, what you want, you will believe every spirit that sounds good, even if it isn't biblical, even if it isn't truth. False spirits don't care about your heart, but they will use your heart against Christ. They'll lead you along, making you feel right as Christ is denied. But Jesus didn't treat us that way. He didn't trick us into error. He sends us the spirit of truth. And in this passage, John is showing us what that means. Now, every age has its own false spirits, but in every age, the Holy Spirit is there, giving discernment to his people and prevailing over the false spirits. That's how we can know that what we believe is true. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time.